I do love that part where just before the duel, Bill Skarsgård, who's been talking about this dude's daughter the entire movie. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it just as soon as he's like, your daughter, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Recotopia. A happy home for recommended movies, shows, and music from two people you can definitely trust. Trustability varies by region, no guarantee is implied. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Atkinson and Jeremy Scott. You come here thinking there is a way out of this world for you, Mr. Wick. There is not. All right, everybody. Welcome to Recotopia episode 58. Um, this is going to, the big recommend is going to be John Wick 4. It's one of those that we do that we don't know whether it's going to be good or not when we go and watch it like last year. Nobody thought Ambulance would be good. And guess what? We were all wrong. We were all wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. I sat here and wept about mm. Ambulance. Yes, you that did. Literally you happened. did. Absolutely. But, uh, but uh, I get the sense everybody had a good time in John Wick 4 last night. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of you didn't like it. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I would like to acknowledge the chat, even though this time we don't actually get to look at the chat. We're yes. not looking at chat. Can't see anything. But, uh, but uh, welcome, chat, and welcome, Sin Week members, for coming out here who saw John Wick 4 with us at the Hollywood 27. <laughs> Theater number 25, Jeremy and I know it well. Mm -hmm. um, Jeremy's still drinking coffee, still waking up. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, I want to get to everybody here. So like, let's say, let's, we've got with us today, we've got Ian Whittington. Hello. We've got Daniel Gardoso. We've got Aaron Dyson. Hi, Host and We've got Danae Hughes. Hello. we got Jonathan Wagons. Hello, hello. we got Jeremy Scott. And I am Chris Atkinson, and um, I, I'm going to go ahead and start on the end here. I'm going to let you wake up over there, Jeremy. Uh, Ian, tell us yes. what you thought about John Wick 4. John Wick is a movie. I'm not doing a synopsis, am I? Um, <laughs> I had a great time. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think this time, and then he goes into a negative. I think this time I had more trouble with the, let's say line readings that were oh in, my in God, this yes. movie. They seem to be extra John Wicky. Yes. Uh, we may have jumped the shark on line delivery mm. here. It was, I, I just imagined. I would, thought I was the only one who thought this. No, was, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like every, gonna need a gun. Gonna need a gun. <laughs> it was yeah. all my Shatner. Was he William Shatner? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Neff Shatner Campbell, going on. Campbell, William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake I mean, it's not like he had a lot of lines. But let's be honest, people, we're not here for the lines. Nope. We're here for the absolute batshit gunnery, um, the, the Kevlar lining skin suit that everyone wears, um, the incredible one-shots, the inventive ways to kill people with stairs, and mm -hmm. about seven Bond villains that are better than the last seven Bond villains that we've actually seen. So, yeah, mm -hmm. overall... It's exactly what I think people enjoy about the Fast and Furious movies, but for me, I actually had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. All right. Uh, Daniel, what did you think yeah. about this? Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Um, uh, counter a little bit what Ian said about the John Wick line readings, just because uh, I don't remember them. He was kind of like... Uh, uh, well, he was kind of—it was kind of like Mad Max for me, where like he—I didn't really care if he said anything, but everyone else, I think, had uh, like great lines. So mm. I think that it, it counterbalances, especially uh, Donnie Yen's one-liners. Yes. Oh my goodness, were very one in enjoyable. particular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Um, yeah, and I am probably on the lower end of like the John Wick fans up here today, and I have to say that it—it it, it kind of blew Denise me away. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Maybe I'm up on, on the second run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had a great time. Yep. Aaron Dicer. Uh, I, by the end of this recording, will we'll be the one that everybody thinks hates this movie. And so I'm going to state right off the, the front that I do not hate this movie. Uh, Fuck you! I, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this is my favorite John Wick movie since the first. Mm -hmm. uh, I have this, I think, currently in my mind slotted at number two, and I'll get into reasons for that. 
The cognitive dissonance I always have with this movie, and it's getting worse, is the gunplay. The, the gunplay, like, I just, I get so distracted by how cool it is and just in the real world how anti-gun I am. Mm -hmm. And so there's, like, this real cognitive dissonance thing that happened and gets very distracting mm -hmm. for me. Once I get past that, there's a lot of entertainment, there's a lot of cool ideas with the action, but the action has also never been my favorite part of the series. My favorite part of the series, probably, especially the first one, storytelling, then world building, then action. Action's never been like the thing that, that gets me juiced for a movie. And the storytelling is better in this than it has been in the, the last two. There's a real interesting, uh, I think beautiful story about two men who are kind of on the same journey but at cross purposes. And when the movie focuses on the, what I think are the two central characters and what they're going through, I think it really kind of sings. I think there's some really interesting, meaningful, deep stuff with what they're going through about what do I value in life, where is my priority, and what happens when two things or people I love you know, uh, come face to face. And at, at its heart, Wick has been about this idea of uh, the loss of people close to us and how that impacts uh, our world and, and what we see in our world and how we you know, uh, interact with people who may, be, who may be responsible for that. Revenge is not, also not something I connect to personally. It's not something, when I see it as a driving force in a movie, it doesn't speak to me in the way that maybe it speaks to a lot of people. Um, but, uh, but what does speak to me is the value of those close relationships and their importance. Uh, so there's a lot more of that stuff here than there has been in two and three, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I think it's my, my second favorite Wick movie. So oh, overall, I have a lot of mixed feelings, mm -hmm. um, but it's clearly a great experience. And it's certainly a great experience for someone who like loves, like action is their thing. There's some really inventive stuff going on, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yep. Danae Hughes. Oh, we're skipping you? Well, yeah, for yeah, now. For now. Okay. Um, but okay. um, but uh, you wrote a ton of notes, apparently. Oh, about gosh, this, yeah, about yeah, this yeah, movie. yeah. Well, I, I, like, I will forget movies quickly. So if I don't write while I'm watching, it just leaves my mind. So the entire movie I was writing, and, and this is a long movie, so there was a <laughs> lot of writing. Um, but yeah, this is my most favorite John Wick and my least favorite John Wick because I've never watched a John Wick movie <laughs> until now. It's very fair. So that's very confusing. I was very confused. I didn't know about the Kevlar suits. So I was just like, Oh, I, this must have been so confusing for you. I didn't know about the world. I didn't, I didn't understand it. Like you can piece together. So the question for me going in was, does this movie quote unquote stand alone in the way that they're telling an independent story that someone can jump into if they've forgotten things from the first three. Um, but I think the best way that I would describe this experience was if you decided that you were going to go hang out with your buddies and watch someone play a video game from the beginning to the end with like boss fights and shit, that's what this movie was like. So it was to me like watching Twitch with my friends mm -hmm. for several hours and mm -hmm. It did have boss fights and it had cutscenes, and it was like even the cheesy uh, video game stuff where they have the cutscene and like your character talks and it just says, "Yeah," <laughs> and that's all you need it to be because you don't care what they're saying. You just want to get to the poker boss fight, mm -hmm. and so that was an interesting thing for me. I did. I was disappointed a couple times because I missed something and the audience laughed. Because so I was like, you know, I'm like thinking, okay, I'm gonna write this down. And there's this one moment, my favorite part was like, I heard Jeremy crack up laughing. And I had to yeah. ask Aaron and Ian about it in the car later because I was, I missed it. But I didn't expect this movie to have like the funny parts of murder going mm -hmm. on. Yep, yep. <laughs> but there was a couple things that happened where I guess it was like the punching bag and like the wind up sort of like cartoony punch stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when John Wick like rolls down the stairs, down the stairs, down. Like, mm -hmm. and it just, because it's so long, it really lived in some shots that were really interesting in a like murdery fun way. Um, and the other thing that I would say that I did really enjoy was it's just, it was fucking beautiful to look mm -hmm. at. We, I mean, we were all over the place. We went to different places, different seasons, different countries. And even though I could sin the fuck out of this movie, mm. Because there's an entire room dedicated to like 
square lights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. But when we go back into the square light room for the fight scene, you're like, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. So yeah, I think overall I had a really good time mm-hmm. and I only checked my watch four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which, okay. was, which was surprising because I thought it was going to be a drag. Yeah, okay. Jonathan Watkins. Um, for, I like to go by his birth name, Jonathan Wick. Yep. yep. No, no reason. Yep. Yep. No reason at all. <laughs> um, I, I actually, so if they, if if that's how, does that ha- is that how he always says Ian McShane always addresses him as Jonathan? I didn't remember he that. He says it a lot. Okay. Okay. That's weird. I didn't remember that. Um, yeah. So I liked it. Um, one thing when Aaron bringing up the guns, though, you, you were you the one telling me that the director said they didn't use. They weren't using like blanks. What he said is, there's no reason any Hollywood production oh, okay. should use any real guns. Which is close as they were to people. I don't know how they. So I just, I just because of what you said, I just started picturing them all just like while they like when they did, before all the sound effects and stuff, they were just like going pew pew because <laughs> 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 it was just like silent clicks or something. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought the uh, this was uh, some of the best action I've seen in an American movie in a long time. Uh, maybe since the last John Wick movie, I don't know. Um, really like the supporting cast. Um, I, I think Mark, even though John Wick three is not my favorite John Wick, I think the the Mark De, is it Mark DeCascos? I don't know how to say that name, but the yeah, he's like probably my favorite supporting character that's been in one of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I thought there were quite a few in this one that at least were on par with him. I loved Skarsgård and. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the guy who played Mr. Nobody. I don't remember his name, and I don't think he was I've, great. I don't think I've huh. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, so Shamir um, Anderson. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I looked him up, and uh, I didn't. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies I want to see, but I don't think I've actually seen him in anything mm-hmm. before this. He was great. I love the dog. Love the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best dog since the mask, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is the last movie I remember that had a dog. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. I had. A, I don't know. I mean, if we're just kind of talking about our general reactions, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I can't do the uh, immediate ranking like Aaron can. I don't have that power. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, they're all good movies. So mm-hmm. it, and this is just another one. Jeremy Scott. Um, <clears throat> when they do that extended shot from above, mm-hmm. abandoned warehouse, apartment building, Oh yeah, that blew my goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. Chris was like, oh, or something. Mm-hmm. I, can't I was yeah. literally doing this, like... <laughs> Yeah. Trying to keep myself in my seat because that was exhilarating. And, and it, the fact that it kept going, because I thought, oh, this is a great shot. Too bad it's going to end in 10 seconds. And it doesn't. It keeps going. And it and, goes back to it and, and does it, it goes again. back to it again <laughs> later. Um, that's some of the coolest shit I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I like three more than this one. I think the action was a little more inventive. In this one, the action... Is immaculate, but it's more brutal, repetitive, mm-hmm. more about the waves of people he has to fight over and over and over than mm-hmm. it is like in the third one. We get that weapons museum where he's got all these different knives he's throwing yeah. and all these different. He has to put gun parts together to fire a single shot. And there's nothing quite that clever mm-hmm. in this one, um, but it feels like they're just at the top of their game in terms of. Like Jonathan said, it's one of it's one of the best action films I've seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out. I hope this movie does not start a trend of jazzing up our subtitles. Like oh, yeah. when the bad when the guy speaks Mandarin and you want to put words on the screen to tell me what he's saying, just put words on the screen to tell me what he's saying. <laughs> I don't need the last word that he emphasized to be red and larger in font <laughs> to know that he emphasized it. <laughs> I was watching <laughs> when he spoke. I just didn't know what he said. Just yeah. give me the words. I thought I found that very distracting. Even the font they used for the subtitles I thought was stylized instead <laughs> of being designed to be read easily. <laughs> um the other movies do that too, right? That's a John Wick thing, right? Yeah, it's a John yeah. Wick thing. I felt like this one was a little bit more egregious, but that may have been because there was more non-English dialogue. And Donnie Yen killed it. Sorry, Donnie Yen is my oh, yeah, boy. And uh, I could not be happier with how they used him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Donnie Yen was the, one of the biggest highlights for mm-hmm. me. This whole, the way he, the way his character is, the way he plays it. I'm like, I, I was like, kind of like almost secretly wishing it would be his movie yeah. during it. Even though I love Keanu Reeves and I love John, John Wick and everything, uh, when he shows up and he starts doing his stuff, I'm like, man, 
You could just make a whole movie out of this, right? I mean, I wouldn't mind it just being like a convergence of John Wick and Eat Man, like all yeah. in all <laughs> into one and everything. I loved everything about how they used him, except for the fact that he, I'm kind of with with Aaron a little bit on this movie, uh, not for the same reasons. I don't think. Um, I, I, it's hard not to think of John Wick 3 during this. And John Wick 3 had so many things in it that he did that was like, wow, they, they did this and they got him in this situation and he used all this stuff. And this is a lot of gunsy knivesy. A lot of it is, 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 and, and the action is well staged as always. No doubt about it. The action is very well done. There's some arrows at the beginning, but then after that, there's nunchucks. But nunchucks. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. He that's another guns. thing, though. They introduce this awesome bow and arrow thing that like that like slams people up against walls and stuff. And we see that maybe once the entire time. You're like, you don't you think you, would, you should get John Wick in on some of that bow and arrow action? And said he's still doing this, you know. Well, and you he, know. the nunchucks are cool, but I don't need to see him hit. 35 people in the head with nunchucks. Like, mm -hmm. five would have done the trick for me. And that, that scene just went my on. nunchuck limit, guys. Guys kept running at him, and he would... <laughs> and I was like, okay, and I mean, it's kind of got the point. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way during that whole thing. And, it's, and, and, and when I start off negative, it makes it sound like I hate this movie or I dislike this movie. I, I really love this movie, but... Man, there's a lot of that kind of thing going on where they'll bring up something really inventive, like... Donnie Yen has that part where he puts up those little doorbell things yeah, all over the place yeah. so that he knows where everybody is. Never does it again. And never does it again. And he somehow has like the unbelievable like daredevil sense sensibility, you know, yeah. senses. Yeah, he's like a superhero. Uh, he knows what cards were dealt to him. Yeah, he knows what cards were dealt <laughs> well, to him. But that's that's the thing. It's like so then th that almost negates the doorbell thing, right? It's like yeah. it's like it, it's a cool idea, but did he need that? Doesn't he, sound like he does. No. Yeah. So I mean I was a little disappointed that the whole thing came down to a 30 paces duel. Yeah, same. Like, I, I recognize that we're trying to do this, like, historic, the table has these rules from the old world or what have you, but, like, and I know the movie gave us that staircase sequence right before that, and that's supposed to feed my big action, like, hunger, but when they paced off and turned... And they go to this wide shot. I'm like, this is really how we're going to do this? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I actually thought the ending's pretty poetic. I'm pretty happy that they ended it the way they did. Yeah. Um, I, I think it took balls to do that. Uh, but uh, I know, and I know John Wick and Donnie Yen fought in the glass square, glass light box room mm -hmm. in the early part of the movie. But man, I just kept thinking that they're going to fight. They're going to, they're going to fight at the end. It's going to be Eep Man and John. And that's not, mm -hmm. it's just a pistol thing. Yeah. But it's very intentional because I think story wise, the fact that the stairway scene becomes the two of them fighting together. Yes. Is a, a little unique twist on our expectations, right? It, it subverts our expectations in some way because we're all thinking, Oh, these two guys, the final battle is going to be them going against each other. And instead, the final battle is them working together to get to the place where they face off in a more, you know, serene way with the, yeah. the thing. So it, it subverts those expectations, I think, purposefully. Yeah. Um, whether or not it works, you know, it's up I to I mean, the, the, the payoff of that is, the payoff of that's fun, though. The, you know, he didn't shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a cool payoff. No, that was awesome bullshit. I, I, I had some <laughs> issues with that. I was like, no, 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 that's, those rules weren't specified. And that, that, so why didn't he just shoot? Bill, Bill Skarsgård, why didn't you just shoot him straight away? Or why didn't, neither of them would have to shoot. He just turned, and why is Donnie Yen still alive? Because he's the number two, so shouldn't he be dead because he lost the duel? But we like this movie. <laughs> Stop sending it, Ian. Um, oh, there's definitely going to be sense. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there is in any movie. Well, I don't think the whole uh, he didn't shoot thing was like, had anything to do with rules. I think that just like, once he stepped into the duel, like he was part, he was part of the target. So it's like, yeah. He just distracted him long enough for John to pick up the gun and shoot him. Like he, that could have, he he couldn't shoot Skarsgård until he was part of. Because they just would have replaced him. That's what the woman yeah. said. So you, if he did a duel though, that they they have a, like a hierarchy and they, you know. That's but shouldn't that still get Donnie Yen dead? Well, I don't know. If he's the number two. Was that just a condition of the other? I think there was side? a separate agreement. 
that he had already fulfilled and was therefore free. In mm. fact, I think, don't they say that before the coup de grace? Yeah, he does. I think yeah. they yeah. even set him free before the coup de grace. Oh, okay. But there I, is <laughs> I retract my sin. I do love that part where just before the duel, Bill Skarsgård, who's been talking about this dude's daughter the entire movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, he's like just as soon as he's like, your daughter, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that was a thing for the whole movie for me. But again, I know I'm totally, I'm a weird one that didn't see any of the previous ones. But I felt like the rules of their universe were confusing in and of the movie itself. Like, if there's a sanctioned duel, but then they take a hit out on John Wick so he can't get to the duel, wouldn't that in and of itself mean that the person who has agreed to the duel yeah. is going against the rules. Yes, so. that so seems sketchy. It just yeah. and, and then they're all hanging out at the top of the stairs and they're invested. The guy who's his who's John Wick's second, who will die if John Wick doesn't show up, is just sitting there scratching his balls, watching the sun come up in Paris. Like, get the fucking gun and go help your dude. Like, you know what I mean? It just it was weird. I'm like, what's going on? Why are we all so chill about just like, Right over the edge over here, there's this battle going on, and mm-hmm. isn't that against the rules? But then the rules were just, in general, kind of confusing. So you're asking why the hotel manager didn't go help yeah. him fight? Okay. Yeah. This yeah. movie is just like Need for Speed, and let me tell you <laughs> why. Uh, well, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it's, there's, a, the, there's a point where, like, uh, Aaron Paul is going to go to this race, and... The other guy is like sends a whole bunch of people after him so they can't make the race and stuff like that. So uh-huh. like you know, but um, anyway, that was our Need for Speed hour. Um, that's, that's also a movie that where a hero goes on a journey, according to Chris. If you get that, if you get that category in blockbuster game. Yeah. The other thing uh, that I didn't like about this movie that I loved was uh, the the uh, every time John Wick is in a battle of some sort. And it's like hand-to-hand, one guy, and it's like, okay, this is cool. One guy, he's, he's battling this one guy. That's awesome. This is really good action. After he beats that guy, what happens? Two other people show up. What the fuck were these assholes doing the whole time? What were they, where were they in, the, in this whole thing? They've sent a whole bunch of people after John Wick, so what are they doing? Are they, like, stuck in the stairwell? Washing you know, their tights. I mean, they're washing their it's, tights. It's the whole thing with this series, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, every every single human being in Paris is an assassin Mm -hmm. and yet they all take their turns like I don't know how you do it otherwise like I just think it's like an inherent sin of this kind of kind of filmmaking but Mm -hmm. I mean it is throughout the weight the weight and attack is throughout the movie yeah Yeah. (laughs) so my issue was the people still partying as there is oh, so much yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. That's I'm also a John Wick staple, though. Yeah. Like, oblivious. <laughs> the obliviousness uh, of the crowd to the death around them. That's what does to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I knew yeah. this. You I just knew keep this. dancing. There's a, there a lot of cocaine. Yeah, there's a lot of cocaine, yeah, a lot of cocaine in cocaine 2020s. <laughs> the part that actually annoyed me was that they were all running out afterwards. It's yes. like all of a sudden at once they decided, oh, it's scary. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they decided finally that the nunchucks were too far. This is going on just long enough. Um, he took that man's tooth out. I'm out. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, um, I, I, I did love it just for the action. The, the the way they set the camera up is really awesome, and I think there's a like a there's just sort of a different. I don't know. Maybe you guys know out there. Is there something? There's not. It's not low angle. It's like mid angle or something. Mm. Oh, they just hold on. the damn thing still so you can see the action. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's that's what's amazing is like if we actually did action well. In, in the U.S. with mm-hmm. these movies most of the time. This would be, like, maybe average, but because we see so many yeah. crappy ones, this is like, oh, my, oh God, my God, this is amazing, you know? So, like, I don't I know. I saw that guy get kicked in the nuts. It was great. <laughs> right, right. I feel like there were, there were a couple of times that I felt like I could see, like, the extras in a fight scene, like, hesitating before they got to Wick to let him beat up the other guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think when you ratchet up the action this high, you, you're you bound to open yourself up to that. Yeah, like, I saw just, several yeah. times where somebody was, like, getting up from a punch and going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just the time that Wick needs to dispatch of the other guy. Yeah. Yep. There's one thing I really want to talk about to see if I'm the only one that thought this, but the Arc de Triomphe scene, um, most of those cars were fake, right? Like oh, digital? Oh, I wondered that CG? as well. I I'm pretty like sure that I thought the whole thing was faked. I thought they probably shot that in the Mandalorian circular studio. <laughs> right, and then they just CGI'd but in the I arc. saw cars that were stopping 
not as though they slammed on their brakes, but as though a computer just made them stop. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and there, I don't think there's any way you can shoot, it's staged really well, but I don't yeah. think there's any way you can shoot that scene with real cars. Well, I saw in the in the credits it said Arc de Triomphe scene by ChatGPT, so <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know yeah. if... All right. That's what I figured. I mean, I was pulled out of that scene by trying, like my brain was like, there's no way they did this. And then I started looking for which cars looked CG and which cars looked real. And I think most of them were fake. And that's fine. It's a cool. Uh, joining the show. It's this a cool is a scene. train break. A train break. Um, but again, I think when you, when you feel compelled to top yourself, you set yourself up for cracks to be exposed, um, which is kind of why I'm glad they ended it the way they did, because now they can do these one-off, they can make their universe, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be Wick, so they don't have to actually top this one with the action next and, time. And I, I, yeah. I think you left before the final credit scene. I left scene. before the final credit scene. So, oh, yeah. can, can I tell you yeah, something? Yeah, go for it. I guessed the final credit scene. Really? I did. I have witnesses that will attest. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think I heard I heard something like, I told you, I told you, or some yeah, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was definitely mm -hmm. peacocking. Chris's, yeah. Chris's theory that it was going to be like Carrie was my favorite, though. Yeah, I, I was yeah. very sad when it wasn't like Carrie. Yeah, you know when John Wick's hand coming out of the grave. <laughs> and like, yeah. Do you know what the end uh, no, was, I'm, I'm hoping somebody will tell me it, what happened. It was um, Make the, it up. Make it up. the daughter who wanted to kill the blind guy, Kane. Okay. Because he killed his, she, he killed her dad. He, he said, I'll be waiting for you. And the, he said, the, I'll be the waiting for you. The concierge at the Osaka yes, Internet. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he shows up with some flowers and his daughter's playing the violin and in the crowd comes, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Akita? And and she has like a little knife, and she's coming at him in the crowd. And nice. then it just but cuts away. But then it away. cuts away before Donnie Yen probably dispatches. Well, there are really at cool. least two planned spinoffs, uh, both female focused. So mm. one might be her. Yeah. And there's like a Continental TV series or something. Yeah, they're making right. a show about the freaking Continental, and then there's something. That, the ballerina is the name of one of them. Yeah, that's right. I think Honor the Armist is in that one. Mm. Anyway. It, yeah. was, it was strange Sorry. too because, like, on the perimeter of the screen, it was hazy, as if it was sort of looking through, almost like a dream or a something. Dream -like yeah, sequence. Weird. So I'm sure that if it is something that appears in the spinoff, that mm. it might be a memory, a flashback, a dream, something like that. So is Ian McShane going to be in that Continental series? He has to be, but yeah, almost I know be, right? Keanu's going to be in the ballerina. Uh -huh. but, so that'll probably be takes place in the past. Yeah. I still think that the way they did that ending, they could still easily bring back John Wick if oh, they wanted completely. to. I mean, because they're like, "What do you think he is? Heaven or hell?" And that could mean anything, yep. really. Yep. You know, it could heaven could be I don't know, Freedom. Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, you know, or you know, but um, I mean, as soon as he said what what he wanted on his tombstone, I knew he was going to die at the end mm -hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just Chekhov's tombstone. Right. It <laughs> um, sure is. <clears throat> But yeah, they can bring him back. They brought him back after the third one when he was shot off the roof of a building just because they had a scene at the end where he was still alive. They can do whatever they want. I just hope this doesn't become like fucking Saw, though, where like, you know, mm -hmm. they killed off Jigsaw in the third one and found all these ridiculous ways to have him in the story. Yeah. No, There's the you. book of Wick, and there's yeah. somebody who like becomes an yeah. assassin from yeah. it, you know? Or they cut back to this random scene in one of the John Wick movies, some dude's over here in the corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, this might just be a me thing. You mentioned the hotel. Hotels are like some of the least interesting places to me. And it always kind of irritates me when hotels like really like try to jazz it up. Mm -hmm. Cause like you're a fucking hotel, <laughs> but the John wick movies have like the coolest, like they actually make hotels cool. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Their set design. You talk about uh, Jeremy, you're talking about like one upping and like the, okay, we just had this epic scene. What's the next epic scene? And they just keep getting more and more and more in these interesting ways or whatever. It was like that too, with some of the, just these, shots of, for example, <laughs> we cut over and Marquis is talking to, I don't even remember who, and we're in a horse stable and they're like these women doing sword play choreographed on the horses. Yes. And I just, I'm like, what are we, what is happening? But then it was like just the next level. Everything with Marquis was this like opulent thing. It really just loved to spend time doing the most unexpected next huge mm -hmm. thing. Even so much as to sort of be like, yeah, we know this is a three-hour movie, but 
we're gonna go ahead and watch this guy walk across an art gallery for 45 minutes. I was I was wondering about I I love Bill Skarsgård. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so is his French accent? Terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Or is it so good? But and I've heard so many bad ones right. that this okay, one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we had that director. This is a British guy. Remember we had that director that was talking about a Keanu Reeves accent and Bram Stoker's Dracula was actually good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I have a lot of people I know that talk like that. Yeah. So yeah, like, I wonder. I wonder, Ian. Do you know? <laughs> I was gonna say, for the podcast listeners, Chris is just looking at Ian the Brit, me, yeah. and. I am not going to go on record as judging a French accent. Okay. <laughs> However, I liked it better. If I was to rank it on a scale, it is, it's somewhere between um, Safin in uh, No Time to Die and John Malkovich and Johnny English. Okay. It's somewhere between <laughs> that. I okay. really, really liked it. I'm not going to say it was but authentic. To be fair, but this is... It's kind of supposed to be cartoonish, comic booky. I mean, I think yeah, it fits sure. in this world. Mm -hmm. okay. I think it totally fits, way, in my opinion. That shot where Bill Skarsgård, when he first shows up, and there's all the, the sunlight going through yeah. the windows and the blinds, that's such a great shot. It's mm. such an amazing it I think so pretty. They keep cutting mm. to that the hourglass. Who cleans it? I don't you know. know. That's a really tall blind. Yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't think about those guys enough. Oh, yeah, no. I also love how the John Wick movies bring all these, uh, uh, you know, like maybe either known for action more overseas or they're known for movies that don't get a huge release or they're direct to streaming or whatever. Because you had like Marco Zerwar played uh, the Frenchman. It was, he was the Frenchman, right? Skarsgård? Is that what he was? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Skarsgård, he played like his right-hand man. Um, he's been in a bunch of uh, other uh, smaller movies like that are really cool action movies. And then obviously, friend of the podcast, uh, Scott Atkins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of an older podcast. We were trying to figure out who he was. Yeah, he's the big guy at the... Dealing poker, they put a lot of dealing poker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I was wondering because I was like, I was like, they had to have like put some bunch of makeup yes. on this dude. And I, that was another thing. I was like, why is this guy such a badass? Yeah, like, man. John yeah. Wick was like having a real trouble with him. Yeah, they made, they made him almost like a kingpin. Like yeah, the kingpin. yeah. 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 That and Aaron so mentioned much. last night because Aaron interviewed him. Uh, I wasn't on that one, and he was talking about he was he was filming John Wick four at that time, right? Or was yeah, I was to? trying to remember. That was a couple I, years ago. I should have gone back and listened, but uh, in my mind. I will make this up, and so we'll say it's true. <laughs> uh, we asked him about John Wick, and he gave like an answer like, well, I, I can't really say anything about it, but the part may be bigger than you expect. Oh, yeah. Or something he did like say that. something like that. Yeah, yes. so like... Yes. Oh, uh -huh. Our good friend Scott Atkins. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was getting Colin Farrell and the Batman vibes on that. On that. Oh album. yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Uh, and then and Donnie Yen falls in that too. I mean, I think more people know Donnie Yen. He's been in the Star Wars universe and stuff like that, but you know, he definitely doesn't get in enough movies. I mean, mm -hmm. I hope maybe this will get him more like. You would know. you would think he's I mean awesome. some something that entertaining and and beautiful yeah. to watch like every time he's on screen I'm smiling like oh, those, yeah, this is amazing. amazing he was my favorite character I got the I sense think. that all of you out there were enjoying this movie the reason why I got that sense was we had the bingo thing oh and, yeah which by the way do we have a, one of those up here. Is, no. All right. Probably not. The, uh, you can, the, you can the, access it, though, the, on your yeah. smart device. The bingo is a bone of contention with me because <laughs> some of you guys are marking things I don't know if I agree with a lot of time. But... Um, are we going to talk about the free space? No, we're not well, going to. Well, no, I did want to talk about the free we space, but let Chris talk about what oh, he yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. first. Uh, and then. But what I, what, I, what I was getting... Like, when we did Ambulance last year, it seemed like everybody kept... Looking at their at their bingo thing yeah. and like trying to find yes. because ambulance was so bad. Certainly <laughs> something was going on that could get on the bingo card. This one, I don't think I heard a rustling at all. I know the si the theater was silent for the most part. The first time the wife was mentioned, I heard some rustling because <laughs> uh, of the wife. You know, wife mentioning of the wife square. That was the only time I was aware of the bingo cards. Was mm -hmm. was when that happened. I liked how we had a square for John Wick gets hit by a car, and then in the Arc de Triomphe scene, he gets hit by like five cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wanted to uh, talk about the center square. Square. Well, yeah, center square. There was one time John in the movie. Wick survives this. There was one time in the movie where he falls like three stories onto a car on his head or something. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I just went center square, mm. and I was. It got me thinking. Like, <laughs> what is the most John Wick survives this moment of the series? Like, if you oh, no. like in your mind, 
What what is the most ridiculous thing he survived? It might be that fall. I think it is because I mean, my immediate thought was this is a very strange place to kill off John Wick, <laughs> <laughs> and then he stands up. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys are checks his watch. Yes. He, he was shot <laughs> and fell the off the roof yeah. at the end of the third movie. But we don't yeah. see it, right? So like he could have maybe fallen into like a. Like a, one of those, what he are they called? He was more than three no, stories high. He hits several things and then hits the pavement. You yeah, see, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it all yeah, there. You see Honestly, it. All right, all right, I think right. the stairs in this movie is the most egregious because he goes down oh, five, breaks yeah. his neck five steps, point. like yeah. five sections of concrete stairs. Just, and I get the joke. It's funny. And I know that John Wick is not the real world, but give right. me a fucking break. Like, <laughs> and then he does it again. He gets kicked down two more <laughs> flights of stairs after that. Literally, literally at least give him one break. Yeah. I mean, yes. break a bone. Give me something. Yeah. Like, he can't just stand up and go, oh, boy, that was He should at least stand up and look <laughs> at his pinky way, and it's pointing sideways or something. By the and, way, the knife in the hand scene on Mr. Nobody, which I did turn my face when he was pulling his hand out. But then what was even worse was, was Bill Skarsgård shaking that hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> you heard, like, that squish. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. John Wick falling down the stairs just kept reminding me of um, a friend of the Simpsons. Who's the... Krusty Clown sidekick that keeps stepping on the rakes. Oh, Sideshow Bob. Oh, Sideshow Bob just stepping on the rakes over and over again. I just wanted Wick to stand up and go, But it felt like a video game to me. Like you got a new life, right? Like yeah. you fall all the way down, then it you got to start again. It is a video again. game. Yeah. Like it, they're going to make, if, if they don't already, are there John Wick no video games yet? They're, there will be. They're dumb and if they're this not working will on it. Be, like, that's the next thing, right? They're going to have to release the John Wick video game so you can play those scenes from your own first-person shooter because I think people would love to be like, yeah, here comes the poker king scene, and they would mm -hmm. love that. But to go back to your card, I, my question is, I mean, he has survived a lot. I'm getting that. But like in this movie, he survives a ton. But did he... Does the, the Do our people get to actually say that John Wick survives this after this movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you don't. He, you can't. You can't because because he didn't survive. Because it. the <laughs> things that he. It's not about whether or not he dies by the end of it. It's mm -hmm. about what oh, okay. kills him during or not yeah. during. <laughs> okay, it. so then it's the it's the four story fall onto the side of. A In the end, he yeah. got shot three times. That's what kills him. The other things that should have killed him didn't. Yeah, okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you should yeah. get your free space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you definitely get the free space. Some of this stuff, bullshit. No way. <laughs> no fucking way, guys. Why are the white Just, shirts not lined with Kevlar? Because it's a, it's a duel to the death. Yeah, they, they had to strip the Kevlar off for the duel. Yeah. No, no, but the white shirts themselves, why aren't, why aren't they, why don't they have Kevlar built into the so lining? So that they, they could be wearing a shirt during the duel. Duh. Sin. <laughs> You're talking about the entire the, movie, though, because that's stretch the limitations to of Kevlar no, to right. ridiculous. Like, yeah. Kevlar yeah. just becomes like Captain America's shield. Right. There's so yeah. many times he's like, oh, you can't get me a hell of a Strangely, I was like, okay with that. Like, it's like, oh, it's just some new technology that they're using it's a movie blah 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 but yeah i mean no. you're absolutely right you might as well just like cover themselves i mean their faces in it they're trying stuff. to get all the gunplay in and you can't do that if you don't have some natural defense like yeah. oh my suit is made of kevlar yeah but uh yeah they stretch the no one should have hearing at the end of this either because all the guns are going off like right here yeah you know? it was yeah. a lot uh, i'm yeah. always blown away by the bad yeah. guys in the in the full body suits like by the way, how, I, whatever how that are design, Kevlar three piece suits, those. but not Kevlar face guards and helmets and right. you know, they no, no, like, they, they got had like a skull thing or in the something. face. Yeah, he they had, had, to, they they had like, to like get like underneath the mask. Yeah, that was a him. super like, cool design. It took, like, yeah, but it's a full like. Why isn't there a Kevlar neck guard? Like, I mean, if you so that you can turn your neck. Yes, you have to. Yeah, those suits move fine. There's no restriction from the Kevlar. I like that. There's a square too. Is there one like walks out of the rain or something like that? And that actually doesn't happen, but he does walk out of a fucking like. Waterfall, like I thought that was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, no, there's so, like, a waterfall. We, we should have just scene. put water. Yeah, just just water. <laughs> okay. I also I also thought it was interesting too to think like these. This must have been a choreographer's dream, like the 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 body stunts that are going on, like the stunt crews that got to work on this, because you know that in the uh, the scene with the square light room fight at the hotel, when the guys were in the body suits mm -hmm. you're talking about. They're the same guys on the stairs. You know, these are the same people just doing different scenes, and they're just the same crew just doing thing after thing after thing. And it was really interesting to think about after a while mm -hmm. because they did last so long, like you said, Jeremy, where I'm like, wow, we're going to watch 17 more people get 
bonked on the head to, and get worn down by this nunchuck. So that gives you time to sit and think like, God, I wonder, I wonder how sore they are after shooting stuff like this. Well, if or, you, I doubt you'll ever go back and watch the first John Wick, but they had such a low budget for that movie. There are scenes where he's going through a, a house or a dance club and he's beating the shit out of people. And those stunt people were then standing up off camera running around <laughs> and presenting as a different henchman. Really? And they did that multiple times in the first movie. It's pretty wow, impressive. that's really interesting. Is, is the same director been all four of them? I, well, the, well, I think the first one had co-directors. Okay. And, and I, then and this one, one guy has done the other guy, right? three. I mean, he's like a stunt he originally player, was yeah. a stunt guy. Yeah. And maybe this is a wrong place to ask this question, but is how much is Keanu doing himself in these? Like, do we know that I, stuff? You'd be surprised. From what bet. I understand is like 95% or something yeah. like that, and then only when he's getting hit by cars and stuff. That's right, when of he's course. Not. In the third <laughs> one, the director said, make a list of everything you know how to do. And he did. Like, I can ride a horse. I know how to do it. So they rode a horse into they the third They did? Movie. Oh, my God. The horse scene is like what opens it up. and like, what the fuck there's is a, this? There's a whole thing, <laughs> like, uh, a whole video from this, so YouTube, this YouTube channel that I watch called Fact Fiend that went through this whole thing. They basically said... Keanu Reeves could be an assassin if he wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, he knows all the... He's like a Tom yeah. Cruise like, of his own stunts. People who are weapons experts say he does everything right as yeah. far as, like, reloading the gun and, like, making sure oh. his gun's loaded. And when it jams, okay. it's like, you know, he... he like all these different things that he does in the movie, they're like, okay, that's pretty fucking impressive. So, so like, that kind of makes sense where when he gets a special gun at the end, where they have this like moment where he's like checking everything because then all of the gun nerds are like, yep, that's the right way to do that. Where I'm just, I like how Lawrence Fisher made a huge point to be like, it's got 21 shots. I still think he shot more than 21 bullets per I thought it was funny that they put a whole scene in this is a special gun, it holds 20 bullets, and then he shoots 50 times before he changes the magazine. I would let's do, let's when we do this, let's do the math because I know they take a lot of pride in the reloading in these movies. Like, that yeah, the, I understand when people do the math though, you take the scent out, so I'm not, <laughs> yeah, no, that. yeah, yeah. Mm. He would also put the gun away, pick up someone else's gun, he did that, though. and that so that, oh, yeah, just, I love he that detail. That. I like yeah, that. In, in that overhead shot scene where it's going, <laughs> he's got the flamey thing. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> he oh doesn't even blink. The yeah. first time he finds it, he should be like, "Well, wow, that's fucking cool." And then he's just like, "Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah that's basically where guns yeah, are nowadays. Okay. <laughs> they shoot flame. This Why not? Like, Glad this didn't hit me once. Yeah. yeah How exactly. many cuts do we think they had oh, in that shot? I was, I was just shot? thinking that. Three. Yeah. Because it, it plays that overhead shot plays like a one cut. Yeah. But because they're going past walls of different rooms, it's I'm so sure they made cuts. Mm -hmm. But I also know this this team prides themselves on elaborate action. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some long ass takes in that. Yeah, world. I think it's one, and I think they they went through and they just practiced a lot before yeah. they had the stuff going off. Because there's this one moment where the camera is sort of pulling back towards us, and we're heading kind of maybe into a hallway, and we're watching John Wick, and they're just like this little pea-sized John Wick. And like the little pea-sized bad guys, and it's just this like dollhouse, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's so neat. Well, and I just keep thinking too, like all the stuff that happens in that shot. Like I've seen that movie where they, they're of course they're shooting it down <laughs> regular level, like they do in ninety-nine percent of the movies, and all of it is like because they're behind walls and behind their whatever. It's like it's like you know. Here's a guy shooting. Wall explodes. Mm. Guy reacts. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like all that. And and in this, we're just seeing all of it all at once, Bird's which eye. is And amazing. the advantage of that is that you get to see this one guy get shot, catches fire, runs around, and the poor bastard meets John Wick again yeah. and gets <laughs> shot. Yes. My dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I think like those, you can maybe see that it wasn't, they had more time, but that first initial one where we just stay on that overhead shot, which like it must be drone, right? Because it starts off and we're normal shot and then it starts to back up and shift and then all of a sudden we're like in bird's eye. That was one of the coolest things I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. Yeah, for real. Um, and then when it was pulling back and they start to go in the hallway, that's when we've got the explosions coming through the walls. And I just was thinking they probably practiced this vocalizing it like three, two, one, and then like, so it's, it's choreographed really beautifully, but I think it would, in the, okay, this is the money shot, they'd practice it so much, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one shot on well, that initial one. Uh, did they need Lawrence Fishburne in this? Did they use him well at all? Because I feel I like don't think so. it was just like, oh, he has, a, he has a speech in the opening, are you ready? Yeah, and then he host. provides a boat. 
And otherwise, and then he moves to France yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks like he moved all of his stuff yeah. too, yeah. right yep. into the subway station. All these paintings yeah. and shit are yeah. in there. <laughs> like he's like, I decided to expand, and yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah, I thought you were the king of like one of the boroughs. Like, what are you doing in Paris? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. All right. We usually get to the secret double feature at this point, but I think we're going to bring it to the audience. Are we not? Are we going to? Or we? Or do we want to see what we came up with? Well, um, as far as the secret double feature goes, yeah, I was going to say uh, probably whoever on the uh, panel has a, a choice that they think. Does would anybody? Be did anybody come up with a secret double feature for this? I team? have one I could start off with if nobody. Okay. I, I mean, I think Hamilton is the perfect uh, secret mm -hmm. double feature for this movie. Yeah. Uh, beyond the duel, uh, there are a lot of the same themes about loss and family and revenge and what it means and throwing away your shot. Like, I mean, it's like, it, it almost feels like a Hamilton remake in I some like ways. It. I like this <laughs> so, a lot. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Hamilton, I think would be a good mm -hmm. uh, super secret double feature. If you guys didn't come up with one, that's fine. Is there anybody else that has I mean, John Wick 3? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, uh, Dark Crystal because it rocks. Uh, yeah, um, Dark Crystal. Yeah. No, I was thinking like, something like, I don't know, I'm starting to think of something like a little almost even sillier just because that would kind of like, it, you could kind of go into that. So I was thinking of something like Machete, maybe. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Or, which, and more people should watch Machete, anyways, but uh, not Machete Kills. Mm hmm. Uh, just Machete. But yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. That was what Pod meant. Or Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, Some yep, really yep. random ones. There's a lot of, of feelings of loss in Grand Budapest Hotel. I think that Pig would be a good double feature. <laughs> yeah. Pig? Yeah. yeah, okay, all right, I get that. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> 19 no, no, no. I, no, I was absolutely serious. No, 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 you know, what's funny, no, what's funny is like people, that? that works. I didn't hear you. What's funny is when Pig came out, though, people did refer to John Wick. Is this where you were getting that? Yeah, and that, which, which yeah. kind of, which was kind of a, a bad thing for it, because I heard a lot of people went and saw it, and they were like, well, that was one John Wick. But yeah, it kind of is, but it's just not get, in like, the way, people... it's not nonstop action. It's yeah. a different. Where's my pick? Well, you get the struggles. Yeah. <laughs> you get, like, you get, I mean, you're getting this, like, these like very emotional internal struggles, but you see it play out very, very differently. Yeah. And, uh, and it's I revenge. It's really yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, and I have a sneaking suspicion Pig was even more like John Wick in its like, original formatting because, like we mentioned jokingly uh, when we talked about it in the other podcast, the, the, the Top Chef Fight Club scene or whatever. Yeah. That's very much a John Wick style world building mm -hmm. thing where it's like, oh, this underground thing exists. And so, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that intent with that movie. And then it just kind of, they kind of sanded a lot of that off and just made it, you know, a little bit more of a, a straight drama. But mm -hmm. yeah. I think I would go with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Eraser. Oh yeah, my secret double feature. Yeah, Ray. there's some subtle, subtle things, and just watch Eraser again because not enough people have seen it. I think you're the biggest fan of Eraser that I've oh, ever. Oh, easily. Known. That's yeah. five of us, and I beat up the other four. No, I like mm. it. I, I do dig Eraser. That might have. That's one of his last good movies. And we talking uh, about what? the Schwarzenegger Eraser. Yeah. yeah, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, look, it's not the mask, but it's good. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think my real answer might be Kill Bill because mm. I'm correlating all mm. the action. Mm -hmm. And it was one of my favorite ones to see. Like, if I'm going to watch violence and like people dying violently when it looks that beautiful, <laughs> it's kind of like, wow, it's like an art form to murder. And there's a moment when there's the standoff between Kane and then the father figure kind of towards the beginning mm -hmm. where they're doing the sword fight. And it was just like this one jab. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that in Kill mm -hmm. Bill. But that was, yeah. Yeah. And, and I got that revenge arc because there's that little girl that comes home and sees that Beatrix has like killed the mother and be, she says, I understand if you're going to want to come kill me later. And we're still waiting for that movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I, I've, I've always wanted to see that movie. Yeah. Like, because if you ever feel raw about it, you want to come back. Come like, back. I was like, they were thinking about it or rumored to be thinking about it. Now it he's, makes sense. Now he's making his very last movie, apparently. So. Oh, okay. Anyway. The Pauline um, Kale story. Yeah, exactly. Star Trek full. Well, my d d secret double feature is Joker. No further context needed. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to sort of reach out to the audience and kind of figure out what they may have said. We'll just say them out over on the microphone or whatever. What do you, anybody got a, got a double feature? The raid, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, shoot 'em up, yeah, shoot 'em up for sure. I love shoot 'em up, yeah. You know, you guys. I mean, just for the gunplay, you could pair it up with Equilibrium. 
Although yeah. I don't think enough people have seen that movie to oh know what gosh. I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, we need to big recommend Equilibrium. Somewhere. We what? do. We do. It's, it's my only problem with that movie is it's totally like a Fahrenheit 451 knockoff in mm-hmm. terms of its like main plot, but the action is so freaking rad. Yeah. They use guns like like swords. Yeah. It's not yeah. unlike anything I've ever seen. There's uh, a there's a new Children of the Corn movie out right now and Kurt Wemmer <laughs> fucking directed that. Oh really? Yeah, I, I think I think Ultraviolet screwed him because I think that was like his big budget movie after Equilibrium, and then it bombed. Yeah. So yeah, he's directing Children of the Corn movie. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, for listening to us. I'm gonna tell you what the next week one is. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do something a little bit different for mm-hmm. next week. Uh, I'm gonna give you two, but don't worry. It's not. It's still gonna be only an hour long. Two shorts. Charlie Chaplin. I'm going to start with a sort of a series of my own. I haven't gone to Jeremy and said, hey, let's do a series. I'm going to do a series of my own. I'm going to take comedies from certain from different decades and get all the way up to our current uh, thing. So this is in the 1910s. Uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Immigrant and A Dog's Life. Those are your That's your homework for next week. Uh, those movies are both on HBO Max, I believe. If you, if you can find them, you can probably rent they them are. on Amazon. Uh, but uh, those are the that's the homework for next week. We'll be talking about Charlie Chaplin stuff. I'll be very interested to see how we do our double feature. On I one. well, yeah, you screwed me. Um, yeah, but for those of you who want to uh, watch along in the chat live when we record, remember that will be Tuesday, three days from now. So you have three days to watch these two shorts <laughs> if you want to join that uh, discussion, or you don't have to. You can join the discussion and be clueless. But uh, when you when you get to the odds, are you going to do serving Sarah? I really mm-hmm. yeah okay good yeah serving Sarah is going to be the, <laughs> going to be it. or 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 chasing liberty one of those <laughs> yeah yeah chasing excess liberty. baggage yeah yeah excess baggage <laughs> yes absolutely it's, a, it's like an uncovered gem that excess baggage <laughs> from the nineties uh, but anyway we'd like to thank you thank chat thank everybody who uh, who watched us live uh, uh, we'll see you next time see ya bye bye, bye. Bus. <laughs> Be a part of the live show by being a member of the Sin Club at Patreon at patreon.com slash cinemasins. Chat with us on the CinemaSins Discord at discord.gg slash cinemasins or CinemaSins Twitter at cinemasins and email any comments or questions to recotopia at cinemasins.com. That's R-E-C-O-T-O-P-I-A at cinemasins.com. Thank you.